You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Hey, Laura. Hey, Lindsay. Today is a very special day, Laura. What's going on? Today, August 29th. It's a Tuesday. If you're listening to this right now, today is the day. Tonight's the night at 8 p.m. Eastern. I am going to re-wig Felicity. (laughs) Get out of here. I can't believe that it's finally happening. When did you buy this wig for Felicity? I bought it after our episode aired with Airly, one of my dear friends from college who re-wigged her Molly doll. And I was just in awe that this was even a possibility. So I went out. I mean, I did not go out, (laughs) went out to the internet, (laughs) went out to the internet, went out to Etsy. And I bought a beautiful Auburn wig for Felicity that matched in hair color, just not hair style. And this wig has been an ongoing saga, which I'm sure many of our listeners have heard me talk about rewigging and the conundrum of if I should actually do this, if I shouldn't. It's happening tonight, and we're going to go on Instagram Live at 8 p.m. Eastern Time today, Tuesday, (laughs) and I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it, and if I don't like it, I'm going to put her old wig right back on. I think that's the mentality you have to go into it. Like, nothing's permanent, Mm -hmm. and I think you will just, like, feel such a sense of closure, maybe, once you're able to rewig her. Right? I'm excited to do it. Like we've talked about this for so long and I was in my closet the other day where I keep Felicity and she was just kind of staring at me and like, I just felt that like need to finally do the thing that I've set out to do. Like, that's why she's in my New York apartment right now. Like that was the sole purpose that I brought her back to New York was to give her new hair (laughs) and a new lease on life, (laughs) a new lease on life. Honestly, I think she'll look really beautiful as people might know the wig is more of a blowout look than her original style, but I'm going to try to zhuzh it up a bit and make it a little bit more authentic to Felicity. I think anything, honestly, is better than what she has now with, with going on with her hair. Yeah, and I mean, maybe, like, if you're not able to get it fully to how it looked when you first got Felicity, she can just be a little bit more glam now. I agree. I think she's going to look great. I also have her birthday dress in New York with me, so I might even switch up her outfit because she's just been hanging out in her meat dress. I think you should to celebrate for sure. (laughs) Right? Maybe I'll bring Posey back to New York too, her little lamb. Yeah, I think, of course, she needs her whole setup. I think if this goes well for you, 
perhaps I will feel inspired because I'll be spending some time in Massachusetts in the fall. And as we know, one and a half of my American girls has been recovered from my neighbors. <laughs> I say one and a half because one of them is definitely mine. It's Kaya. I did have Kaya. She'll need a rewigging for sure. She'll also need to be like done once over with a magic eraser. But uh, the other doll that I can't 100% say for sure is Kit appears to be Kit and I never had Kit. And as grateful as I am for my neighbors returning Kaya to me, I would feel bad like taking their Kit doll because <laughs> I don't think that's mine. And I mean, I know it's not mine for a fact. The only reason why I'm holding out before returning it is that it's potentially a Kaylee doll that I gave a pretty aggressive haircut to. And I just mm. can't tell until I go in person. Fair. I'm really excited for you to reunite with Kaya and get a good look at the other doll. I know. I saw Freckles, which I'm like, that. that's probably Kit because Kit famously has Freckles. But yeah. Um, you know, Kit would not need to be rewigged because her hair kind of is able to last pretty well because of the length. But I would definitely take a stab at rewigging Kaya or yeah. send her into AG doll cleaning. Mm. If you're listening, I might be sending a doll your way. <laughs> I am so looking forward to this, Laura. Like I'm a little nervous about actually like ripping the wig off, but I think you just have to go for it. And that was my mm -hmm. hesitation initially when I first got the wig, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. But ripping the wig off was a little bit harder than I anticipated. So I backed away from it, <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited to just do it. And it's like hope, waxing, <laughs> right? Honestly, <laughs> you have to commit <laughs> <laughs> seriously. So I hope our listeners, uh, tune in tonight to see this happen. I'm excited. I feel very committed to this right now. I'm excited to tune in myself. I will be joining Lindsay just to, you know, morally support yep. her through it. Um, but Absolutely. I'm ex excited. <laughs> and I hope that, you know, you all come participate in the comments because maybe I'll read them to Lindsay while she's doing <laughs> the rewig. Oh my God, please. That'll be fun. <laughs> but Lindsay, what do we have in store for our replay today? Yeah, today's a really fun episode. It is with Chloe Shieldhouse, who I had listened to her Mary-Kate and Ashley podcast, which no longer exists out in the world, but I absolutely love this podcast. And hearing Chloe's story was really fun because we had been in the DMs with each other for quite some time, and it was really fun to finally connect and hear more about her AG story. Yes, this was such a funny episode. She has a great sense of humor, and I really enjoyed getting to hear all about her AG memories, and she puts such a nice little silly spin on them. Right? Uh, we adore her, and we hope you love this episode. Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Chloe Shieldhouse, a writer and actor based in Los Angeles. 
Growing up in Lake Tahoe and Visalia, California, Chloe indulged in the nature in front of her as she skied, snowboarded, hiked, played tennis, and she loved to dance. Ballet, tap, or jazz, this gal did it all. She was a true Renaissance woman in the making with an active imagination and a love for AG in her heart. Chloe's experience with American Girl spanned the full range, the books, the catalog, the doll-sized clothing, the dolls, and the store, and even included an AG-facilitated pen pal. Thanks to the magazine that we hope is tuning into this episode somewhere, somehow. We cannot wait to learn more, so let's hear it from her directly. Chloe, welcome to AGW. Thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to talk all things AG with you. So excited. But before we get into American Girl, Chloe, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you were like growing up? Oh, yes. So I was quiet, pretty quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I was shy in school and stuff, but then when I'd get home, I'd kind of like, go all out and like be free and dance and sing and such so I made I would make friends at school who were like who's this quiet girl and then I'd say uh you want to come over you know come to my house and then um (laughs) they'd come to my house and then they'd be like who's this girl she's so different and they were like we weren't expecting you to be like screaming and running naked and yelling and being wild so you know I was reserved in school and then um yeah I felt very free at home so that's that's kind of how I was as, as a kid and I my favorite thing to do was like honestly get together with a friend and just play pretend and put ourselves in various scenarios and also we loved to like do dance choreography so to whatever song was cool at the time and put together <laughs> a, a whole dance sequence we did that a lot and yeah play pretend dance and play with dolls you know and uh, uh swim I loved swimming as a kid truly the glory days I feel like there's such like a through line with so many people we talk to about that, like playing pretend element. And it makes me really miss it. Like I definitely did that growing up, Laura, like imagine if we just had friends over to be like, want to play pretend. I know. Like want to play like this specific situation, like where you're this and I'm this, like we, we had one of my childhood besties on the pod and we were just like reminiscing about all the like crazy shit we used to like make up together like and it's just like how were we that creative and where has that creative energy gone because I don't know like where we thought up some of these things but I miss those days I I do too and I I think if we did that now it'd be a nice release it would be like I always try to get people to do like here let's do a scenario right now even if it's not even that crazy as like we're orphans but like more just like let's pretend that like you know what would you do if that server did like we're at a restaurant if he was weird to us well, well let's let's like play this out and they're like they either want to do it or not but yeah, I right to, like, set up a scenario and like let's just test out a fake conversation together real quick <laughs> I try to do that with people now, but that's as close as I get to playing pretend. But, that's right. amazing. When you said they're orphans, I was just immediately like, yes, that's exactly the type of thing that we would have been right. pretending to do. It's like, right. we're orphans or we're like long lost princess sisters. Like 
I feel like it was always someone in a bad situation. It's like, it's always someone in a bad situation trying to escape. That's Mm -hmm. what for the underlying like (laughs) motif was. (laughs) Me and my friend used to play this game in the pool called tadpoles. And we were like waiting for people to adopt us and like trying to escape this horrible situation we were in. Oh my God. My sister had a really important rule too for playing pretend, which is like, you know how kids would always like pause the game and be like, okay, now you say this to me because I want to say this. Yeah. Right. She was like, no, we're not. You can't say what my line is. You can't like I choose my own person. And so we're, we, whenever that happens, she's like, no, we're not allowed to break out of character or the scene. Oh my god! Wow. Things very true to the improv. Cannot Seriously. break. <laughs> and I loved that rule. I just w- respected that so much. Honestly, how much yeah. older is are you or is your sister? She's eighteen months older. Oh my goodness. That's fun. So we're pretty close in age. I feel like for like having a sister, like it's ideal for playing pretend because I couldn't really like rope my brother into stuff like that. I don't know about you, Linz, with two brothers. Absolutely not. The most I got out of like my little brother was putting him in my old dance costumes. That was it. No more. Exactly. You have to be able to like mold a younger brother, maybe, but there's only so many years you can get of doing that before they're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Should Um, we get into AG? Yeah, let's get into AG. So, Chloe, what was your earliest memory with AG? And how old were you when you were first introduced to the American Girl universe? Okay, yes. So it was December 9th, 1995. I was so excited to have specific. (laughs) Love the specificity. You know what's funny is like, I have to like really think of, I'm bad at calculating, but hold on. Oh, yeah. So I was like a couple weeks shy of being eight. And the reason I have the exact date is because I discovered American Girl at my cousin Gabe's bar mitzvah in Evanston, Illinois. So after the service, they had the party at their house and all the 13 year olds were in the basement dancing. You know, I was eight, my cousin Sophie was like probably like uh, six or seven. So, you know, the older kids didn't really want us there. And so we never would go down and be like, oh, this this isn't really our scene. We're not being like, I don't feel included. And it's like, I can't fit into this scenario right now. So we went up into the attic And that's where we discovered my cousin Kate, who at the time was probably like 15 or 16. Her old American Girl dolls were in the attic. Wow. Molly doll and a Samantha doll. And we were like, I had never seen them before in my life. And I didn't know anything about them until that moment. But we just had, I was like, these dolls are gorgeous and so cute. And like she had all these accessories and so we just dressed them up and we were in that attic for hours and then finally we like got them all dolled up we took them downstairs to where the adults were hanging out it's like 13 year olds in the basement adults in the middle young kids of uh, the two of us in the attic (laughs) so we went to like the house with the dolls and like I remember running around with them and just feeling like I have to have this doll wow so it was just a couple of weeks after that, like, you know, we got home. My mom saw the the whole situation unfold and she got the catalog. And then I was like, yeah, this is the one I want for Hanukkah this year. And then I got Kirsten for Hanukkah. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. What a story. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to remember, like sometimes like what came first, like you getting a doll or like you knowing someone who got one. And it sounds like in this experience, like the like groundwork of having like 
the ability to play with those old dolls just had you like instantly hooked. Yeah, it was a beautiful way to discover them because it was like you already had the tactile experience. So I knew mm-hmm. I was like, this is so beautiful. And then to know that there was there were more dolls beyond Molly and Samantha to see the full catalog right. and be like, yeah. oh my God. And then how I landed on Kirsten was honestly a little bit of just influence from this girl. Cause I went to school, I think after the bar mitzvah and like uh, met a girl who said she had a Kirsten mm. in my class. And I was like, let me check out this Kirsten. She showed me her Kirsten and I was like, she's cute. And I, I like <laughs> like that prairie vibe. I like, I'm like a Laura Ingalls Wilder fan, you know? So yep. It fit into that whole fantasy I liked. So, yeah. I went to Kirsten. Wow. Was your sister with you in the attic when you discovered no. the dolls? Because because Molly was around nine or 10 at the time, you know, she was like, I'm a 13 year old too. You know, she was, <laughs> like, she was like nine going on 13 at that time. So, mm. she was in the party with 13 year old. Got it. Okay. So, she was she, she ever was into cool, itchy as like, well? Cool. <laughs> she also was like, Even though she wasn't there for the discovery, she also (laughs) put like got the catalog and was like, oh, yes. And she got a Felicity doll. Weirdly, because I think she asked for the Molly because her name's Molly. Yeah. And I think she just got Felicity. And but I I think I remember me and Molly both loving Molly, but not getting Molly. And I think (laughs) for whatever reason, feeling like she's off limits or something like you can't get the girl with the name in the family. Can't have two Mollies in the house. Yeah, wow. need to have some escapism, some escapism. And if and if you had two Mollies, you know, it would just be too close to home. I get it. I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like the following year, I, I remember wanting more, of course. So the following year, 1996 Hanukkah, I asked for, you know, Josefina came out and I was like, oh, my God. And I wanted Addie. And so I asked for both of those dolls. But uh, my mom was not the type. She was like, you can't get another full. These dolls are uh, precious you know you can't just have all of them but she got me right. the mini versions and I'm looking over there because they're sitting over there I have a mini Addie Josefina and Felicity wow I feel like again mm-hmm. Felicity's just thrown in there yeah. <laughs> no one, asked her. No one no, wanted her you- <laughs> I'm not against her it was she just was like oh okay Felicity too sure I think oh, my mom just maybe she just liked Felicity. It seems yeah. like your mom was like subconsciously wanting to channel some Felicity <laughs> right. vibes. I felt the exact same way about Josefina that you did when she came out, where I was just like, who is this disruptor? Like there was just something like really <laughs> fun about her that like stood out from the other dolls. Yeah. And I don't know if it was like she had like very strong like cultural ties to like mm-hmm. Mexican culture because she was in New Mexico and like she spoke Spanish and I thought that was really interesting and then you know from an aesthetic point of view I loved her gold hoop earrings so oh, they're gorgeous yeah <laughs> she, had, she has beautiful hair mm-hmm. it's just like she's great I I'm looking over at her like hi like, <laughs> does she have the longest hair of all the AG girls it's oh, pretty long, I think. But Kirsten so might be longer because she's got to have enough to put in those two wow. braids. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I was looking at the catalog stuff y'all sent me. And um, I love how they have a picture of Kirsten with her hair, like, brushed out. Like, cool frizzy look. Right. As if, like, <laughs> you can – I mean, I did take her hair out. <laughs> Let's hear um, all about it. <laughs> you know, I – when it comes to dolls, 
I first of all, I love cutting hair. I did not cut the American Girl doll's hair. I've cut many a doll's hair though, where I'm just like, <laughs> I, I love scissors. I just love cutting things. As a kid, I especially loved cutting things. And I, my mom had a friend with really long hair, and you know, I did cut her hair. But I thought it just, I couldn't not. It was there. It was. Stop ugh. it! Did you ask? <laughs> no, I just kind of went up. I was like. <laughs> uh, Wait, did she know? <laughs> no, not. She found out later when she was devastated. And uh, but so when it came to Kirsten, I I was like, I'm not. I'm gonna resist. But I did take it out of the braids, of course, because I'm disruptive. Like like Josefina, I'm disruptive. Yeah. How, <laughs> how could you not? Wait, how do you remember how long it took you to be like tempted to take out those braids? It was probably like the first week, you know. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> wow, going right in there. And thankfully, my friend, I had a friend that was good at French braids, and she put it back together for me. And like, she gave her French braids, not like the same original hoopy yeah. kind of thing, but she at least got the French braids back in her hair. Mm. But I did like, I also brushed her teeth. Um, so there's like toothpaste residue on her teeth. And uh, oh, then, my, then, then my dog chewed her hand. She's disfigured a little. What? Uh, did you ever? Cool. And she has, honestly, my Kirsten has bruises. I, I didn't Ooh, I don't like scuffs but, no, they're, they're like bruising they're like they're like I know this sounds insane like how can a doll bruise my doll she bruised they're not they don't look like scuffs they look like legitimate bruises huh. how do you think she received those bruises <laughs> I sound insane I can't explain I think maybe she fell but uh no I just I'll show you I, because I just they appeared one day and I'm like oh my god these dolls are so lifelike they're like bruising I remember my doll getting like dirty like and not being able to get marks off of her like I remember yeah. my doll getting like scuff marks from probably being like sliding across the floor like face down or something <laughs> and going to my mom and being like how do we get this off and her being like we can't like that's it like you're done like there's a scuff mark <laughs> on the doll now um and I just remembered that when you said bruises but I feel like they did get like dirty sometimes and if you tried to clean them you would like yeah change the like texture of their skin depending on like how hard you tried to clean like because they had like a very like specific finish on the skin tone I feel like and if you like rub too hard they'd get like shiny Ooh. maybe I maybe I maybe that's where it happened because I probably did like put water on her and stuff but you know I took care of things but sometimes I just wasn't thinking things through sometimes when I took care of my dolls mm, or just like treated them too real treated them too real like the teeth brushing thing like, right like yeah. it seems like you were trying to care for them but by caring so much you actually ended up harming them. <laughs> <laughs> I read the learn keeping of you and I'm like she needs to brush her teeth and it's like <laughs> she did I did have that like powder thing yes the powder I was just thinking about that. I was like, my Felicity, I must have done something to her. I had Felicity and I must have done something to her to warrant the powder treatment. But like, it was like a little canister, like a tiny little thing that yeah. you would, would you mix I still it have it. water? Like, oh, I thought, I thought it was like, I never, I just put straight powder on them. Straight powder. Them. <laughs> I still have mine. I swear the powder's still in the house. I yeah, wonder wow. if it's like safe to use still or if it's like poisonous now. Honestly. Oh, yeah, like, I wonder what, what it is. What is that made out of? It's probably like baking soda, like probably something so. really innocuous. Something that you could eat and not worry about, probably, right? Yeah, because oh if kids god. are using it, it yeah. has to yeah. be. Oh my god. It couldn't be anthrax or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Um, Chloe, can we talk about the outfits you had for your doll? Did you have like yeah. different looks that you were putting on Kirsten or did she yeah. stay mostly like in her original? Well, so I definitely did not keep to just, you know, Kirsten exclusive stuff, even though I loved a lot of Kirsten dresses. There was a very cute winter sweater, the black and white knit sweater. Uh, yes. The, the pink birthday outfit I love. Oh, yes. Um, those are some some of my favorite of the Kirsten outfits. But in again, a year later after I got Kirsten is when they came out with like modern day kind of stuff. That yep. was like a year later. And I was like, oh, this opens up a lot of opportunities for dressing. So I got like the modern, like that bright yellow little fleece jacket mm-hmm. with the green pins on it. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. It's like bright yellow and yes. got like little other color elements to it. It's like zigzags and stuff. It's very cute. It's so, so cute. And they have the girl so size cute. version of that too, right? They did. Like, yeah. Ugh, classic AG. So I got a lot of, like, through that, I got a lot of the modern clothes, like the culottes, which I had the matching. I had the my size in the culottes. You know, I even, like, got Felicity gowns for my Kirsten, you know, because they're pretty. So, <laughs> oh, interesting. That's yeah. awesome. I don't think we've heard that from anybody yet. Really? I don't think so either. Like everyone has like either stayed in their historic girl collection or have like somewhat ventured into the more modern outfits, but never uh-huh. mixing like the girls' outfits themselves. Like, oh, the I love I loved seeing Kirsten in a Felicity outfit. Yeah, I, I just love that. Something to, I'm I like see the appeal. Yeah. I see the appeal fun. too. It seems like that would be like fun to just like play god with the american girl historical period kirsten is in now but you didn't expect that (laughs) had like some molly outfits for her and like um what else did oh and i i had they came out with patterns so you can make you could sew your own american girl doll clothing so i made her like a little tie-dye set i was very proud of the ones i sewed and then it's like oh no one else has this for their doll that is so interesting was that something that your sister did with you or your mom? Or like, how did you get into that? My mom is, uh, she sews and she's really good at sewing. And so I think she was just like, it was her way to like, try to teach us how to sew. And I don't sew now. It didn't really stick, I guess, for me. But I loved making her little clothes. And the tie-dye set is my favorite. It's like creamsicle. It's like a red-orange tie-dye. Ooh, sounds very relevant to like today's style. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Very cute. And also the the little I made her like a pink floral gown, like a little nightgown. And I had a little yellow teddy bear. And I remember putting him even in the little pink American girl nightgown. Also, you're reminding <laughs> me, I had a toy poodle growing up and he perfectly fit American girl clothing. So he would Stop even it. get into the mix. <laughs> he, <laughs> we put him in Kirsten's like signature outfit. And we put him in a dress. <laughs> No. We him in a, a dog costume contest. He was little poodle on the prairie, and he got first place for cutest. No. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. please God. tell me you have pictures of this. I'll try to find it. Little the little poodle on the prairie pictures. There must be if we didn't take a photo of that moment. Oh yeah, I missed being in the uh, an extra in the movie Jack Frost, so I could attend the ceremony. So. Oh my god! Wow. wow. Honestly, it sounds like it was well worth it, though. I'm picturing no. a dog in Kirsten's outfit, and I'm living for it. It's so cute. <laughs> the little like like the little soft brown shoes, and him flopping around in those, and the bonnet. Oh, he looked cute in that bonnet. Wow. Oh my god! Wow, that's so cute. Oh my god! I am crossing my fingers that there is 
photo evidence of this still. There might at least be photos of him in some sort of uh, American Girl outfit because he did fit them <laughs> perfectly. This feels like it should be in like a local newspaper. Like yeah. it would have it been like front page news. They should have put that in the Tahoe world. They needed that. I don't know <laughs> why they missed out on that reporting on that. Top content. I was once in like the local newspaper for um, Laura. I don't know if you did this as a New Englander, but my friends and I would go crabbing. Have you no. heard of that before? You would, I've like, heard of it, but I've never done it. Yeah, it, it's kind of like fishing and you would take like, little pieces of meat I think we used hot dogs and you tie them to a string and then catch crabs in the water it's kind of like it's you don't use the fishing pole at all but my friends and I were doing this one day and we were maybe like 15 years old and a local news reporter took our photo which sounds so sketchy now but we are actually like in the paper wow that's exciting I still remember the headline. It was catching crabby critters. Oh my God. Did they, did they talk? They didn't say, say anything to you. They didn't like, Oh, can we get a quote? They were, there was like photo only. I think it was photo only. My friend, um, one of my best friends, Ashley, who I hope is listening in. Hey Ash. Um, she was with me that day and our other friend, Shauna, I don't think they had a quote from us. Ashley, let me know if they did. I was in my local newspaper once as a kid. And the reason was that my mom somehow like had been like interviewed by this woman from the Haverhill Gazette. That was the name of our local paper. And in the Haverhill Gazette, she was talking about like cooking and recipes and whatever. And like my Leo Sun, Leo Moon ass was like five years old and was like, I want to be in it too. So I like made <laughs> my mom tell the reporter about like a recipe that like I made with her so that oh, I could also stop. be in it. But like, I I'm going to have to ask my mom to like verify this info, but I'm pretty sure I like <laughs> made her. I was like, and you need to tell her that I also made a recipe. <laughs> You're your own publicist. You're like, you gotta, I gotta make it in. Literally. And I believe that, that recipe, here's the real kicker. I believe that that recipe was mixing salsa and sour cream together to make a dip. <laughs> Ooh, I love a kid recipe. <laughs> I, uh, me and my friend Casey made this drink in fourth grade. You know the, the fruit punch called Twister? Yes. <laughs> you, take, you take Twister, you take whipped cream, you stir it. <laughs> that was it. But we loved it so much. Sounds we, good. We made it for our whole class. We were like, we have this new <laughs> beverage, guys. We want to give it to everybody. Wow. Oh word. I had a local paper experience that was embarrassing because it was like, we knew this woman in our congregation. She wrote like kind of like the society column kind of thing. Ooh. And uh, so she wrote, she did a write up on my bat mitzvah. And it was, <laughs> and then my seventh grade teacher saw it and was like, Chloe, this happened over the weekend. Wow. Can you, uh... <laughs> she's like, can you do what, basically asked me to do the Haftorah for the whole class. Oh, I was like, awkward as hell. I'm like, I have to do the whole Haftorah again. But she made oh me go God. up there and do it. And I was like, it was the most embarrassed. It was embarrassing. Wow. I don't know. Like, about it, we're like, I don't want to do this. Oh, I would have been God. like, I could barely do it the first time around when it mattered. I will not yeah. do it again. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, 
all these kids know that they, if they weren't invited, now they know. Seriously. And... <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my God. Honestly. Wait, Chloe, I don't know if we've talked about this before. What was your bat mitzvah theme? Oh, it was enchantment under the sea. So like wow. the back to the future dance. <laughs> that is a good one. That yeah, is such a nice. good one. Oh wow. My theme was Luau, which Ooh, I don't know why connected. I was so excited. Yeah. You're right? on the beach. I'm under the water. I'm on the beach. I had a really good cake. I need to find a picture of it. It was a very, a very detailed beach scene, which I don't oh. remember choosing, but I loved it. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so jealous of y'all. Honestly. It's a fun time. I would love another one. I might, I might have another Honestly. One. It's truly like one of the best days I've had was that, you know, that day. Yeah. It's a special day. Yeah. <laughs> And, and there's something about day. it where you you go into it thinking, I kept thinking I'm gonna get nervous, and then I never did. It like there's something about it where it's like this is this is actually like so fun that it's like I'm not uh I have no fear about it. Yeah, Ooh, it was like exciting. Yeah, where I kept waiting to get nervous and it never came, and I was like, wow, I'm this is nice. I never had, I never had like obviously like a bat mitzvah, but I did have a mom that really liked themed parties so all my parties like graduation birthday party whatever had themes growing up and I remember specifically like my 16th birthday she was like I was old enough to like pick the theme myself and like want to do it but she was like we have to have a theme for your birthday what's the theme and so I was like nerdily very into like old Hollywood and so my like birthday like like archway of my parents house just had like pictures of old movie stars and like I looking looking back on it I'm like oh my god no wonder I like didn't have a boyfriend in high school <laughs> <laughs> this is like what my 16th birthday theme was it's oh a beautiful god. theme though and I also I'm like your mom I love a, I like a theme for birthdays especially I feel like a little incomplete if I like my I didn't have a theme this year but the year before it was basil Oh my god, Ooh, love that. That's basil. Yeah. How how did you pull that off? You know, uh, we made basil cocktails and we made I, I made a cake with basil cream. It was a chocolate cake with basil cream. It was a little weird, to be honest. Mm. I wouldn't do it again. Okay. But I love basil and I love the idea of like a savory thing as a with a sweet thing. Mm. Yeah. But it didn't really it was a little too earthy for the cake, <laughs> I must say. Fair. An experiment, <laughs> an experiment. So. And I wore a green dress, so basically, basically. Nice. I love that. Lindsay and I both had themed birthdays this year. What Lindsay, were your Lindsay, what was yours? I threw myself a pastel-themed dinner party on my deck, which, honestly, I I was so pleased about. I had so much fun planning it. It was like, all like my second wedding. Like I had so much fun. It was executed um, beautifully too. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Gosh, um, and cool. I had everyone had to dress in pastel colors as well. And it was lovely. I might carry on a pastel theme every birthday moving forward. Yeah. I, I, I want to see, I want to see images. Yes. That sounds beautiful. I'll, I'll DM them to you after this. Yeah. <laughs> my birthday theme was quite in contrast. It was the Sopranos and I like had everybody go to this like Italian like like 
red sauce Italian restaurant in Williamsburg where like the waiters wear like tuxedos and stuff. And it was, it was really cute, but it was very contrasting to Lindsay's scene. <laughs> I love that. You're <laughs> so good. Me, like, me and my friend lately, when we go out to dinner, we pick, we've been picking a theme, but the other week we both picked our own theme for each other. You know, like hers was succession. Mm. <laughs> succession. <laughs> <laughs> do you, wait. Do you dress in themed outfits as well? Yeah, I I arrived dressed for the Matrix. She arrived dressed for Succession. <laughs> so we're both had our own separate theme. Oh my god! Nice. Wait, same same dinner, same different dinner, themes, different characters arriving <laughs> to the dinner. She even got a Succession inspired haircut for the night. And, oh, uh, wow! Wow! That's yeah, she's that's wow! Yeah, I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> Chloe, tell us your experience with the iconic American Girl catalog. I mean, I think it's a gorgeous catalog. I think it's a stunning catalog. It's one of my favorite cat. I love the size of it because it's like, you know how Rolling Stone felt more special the magazine because of the stature and the the paper it was printed on. It's sure. kind of that same thing of like, oh, this is a this is a square catalog and like, right or like it was just big and it was like the thickness of it. I, I like that. And I remember my friends, they really hoarded the catalogs. They had a whole basket full of them so you could revisit them and the old Ooh. ones and be like, oh, yes. remember when it was four dolls? Like that kind of thing. They oh, had- wow. So it was like like looking through history. Which right. Because it's history already, but then it's like the history of history. So, <laughs> right. It's really, that is a good point though, because it is really interesting to see like how things have changed because from each like quarterly catalog like it's like the changes are just ever so slight right like sometimes they'll focus on more seasonal items but like to see the progression especially as you add more dolls or the create your own truly me dolls like Mm -hmm. when those come into play when they start really like going hard on like the modern outfits and the girl sized clothing like it's really interesting to see have you seen a catalog recently though Oh, you know, I haven't. I mean, I went to the store uh, in 2019, so I saw what I've been missing out on. And like, there are two dolls in particular where I'm like, oh, that would those were would have been my dolls. And I ooh, definitely... um, I believe one's called Melody. She's from the 60s. Oh yeah, yes, dolls. the Motown yeah. doll. I love. Oh, her. I love her. <laughs> love <laughs> Melody. If I if she had been around when I was a kid, I'm like that would have been my doll. Same. Like, that speaks to like everything I wanna I wanted to I wanted to be. Like I loved Motown as a kid, and I just I loved the '60s. And like me and my sister, my sister especially was so into the '60s and like dressing like it was the '60s. <laughs> but I guess it was in the '90s. Like everyone had '60s nostalgia. It was like thrown at you. <laughs> but so Eddie, but you know, I, I love the seventies girl as well. I think her name is Julie. Julie. Yeah. Yes. She's cool. So cute. So I would, I would have died if I had, I want both of them. And I remember we took my boyfriend and I took his little sisters and I was saying to them, like, I love these dolls. And they were like, TJ, get Chloe these dolls. And he's like, I'm not buying Chloe a doll. <laughs> Wait, how, how old were his sisters at the time? They were like seven and nine. And they were saying for you to get the dolls. Like, yeah, like TJ, buy her the doll. <laughs> oh and my like, god, not buying her a doll. That like, is so funny. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, it's really hard not to buy a doll there, though, because I really want them. Yeah, they right? make the experience like 
as a parent, like people are probably dropping money there because as a parent, like being in that environment, especially like the Julie environment, when we went to the store was like a whole world was set up for Mm -hmm. her character. And it's like, how do you not, how do you resist that? Like, it's so good. Um, They have also those two girls, uh, Melody and Julie have the best bedrooms. So cute. I remember remember, Julie's. Yeah. Julie has like a beaded curtain. I feel like. Yeah. Oh Um, yeah. Beaded curtains were such a thing. Like I was just thinking about them because I was looking at old Delia's catalog or limited Two or something. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I I need a beaded curtain again in my life. (laughs) I think it would be really cool. Honestly. I I think that you could make it chic. Like if you got like some like wooden beads or something. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like the the, the rainbow plastic kind of thing. Right. Or I could go both ways. I could, I could do one door. I remember my sister had a beaded doorway thing, but I, I never got one. I want to say, like, I had one, too, that I got from, like, Claire's or something, but I remember the illusion was ruined for me because it wasn't, like, really my door. It was, like, the door still had to be able to close, like, right. (laughs) I want to be like, I have no privacy anymore. This is my door. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Uh, Was there anything in the catalog that you, like, absolutely, like, had to have but never got a chance to purchase. Oh, oh, was there anything I really wanted? I guess, you know, the Molly doll in and of itself, but other than that, accessory wise, I mean, I feel like I got a good amount of, like I was spoiled, I guess, in that I got the things I wanted accessory wise, not like Mm -hmm. maybe doll wise. Like my mom wasn't gonna get me more dolls, but she would be like, oh, you want the ski set? Yeah, the Hanukkah outfit, there was like a a violin recital outfit. Like I got a good amount of stuff that I loved. So I really can't think of anything that sounds terrible. I wasn't deprived of, I was deprived of other things, of course, that I asked for. Like I never got a my size Barbie because my parents thought it was creepy, like stuff like that. (laughs) I can see why like that would be creepy to a parent. (laughs) Did you have any of the furniture? Yeah. You know, I still, it's so funny. I have the bunk bed, the yellow one. Uh Uh-huh. I use it currently, you know, the way you, you toss clothes on the end, at the end of the night on a chair? Yeah, That's what it is for me in my bedroom right now. It's where I toss clothes on. So, oh my but God. It's, in my bedro- it's in my bedroom, that bunk bed. <laughs> uh, and I had even, you remember like how they had the big landscape things? They were like big cardboard and you could like. Yes. 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 Like, yes. Scenes and settings. Things. Yeah, the yes. settings. I had that. I didn't really have a lot of other furniture. I didn't like, I remember Kirsten had a chest of drawers that you could buy, but instead my mom and I mm-hmm. went to Michael's and bought one and then like painted it ourselves. And I remember doing that and like sometimes just like getting substitute stuff at like craft yeah. stores. Yeah. Kind of like the furniture. Yeah. It was always fun to, to like DIY an American girl thing. And I think like yeah. there's definitely a lot of like that we found like in our interviews with people is that like people were kind of mixing and matching with like, authentic American girl stuff and like some DIY stuff or some like clothes that they got from like a flea market or something like yeah. that. It's like your parents would be like, that's overpriced. That is overpriced. Let's go to Michael's, you know? Right. Which, mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And there's like such an element of fun in doing it yourself or like finding yeah. something outside of the catalog that is a bit outside of the norm. Like we've said in the past, like the catalog will only get you so far right? Like the collections for each like specific American girl, like are pretty limited when you think about it. Like 
maybe like yeah. tapping out at like 10 outfits and then where do you go from there? But I love the fact that you bought other historic items for your Kirsten. Yeah, I can't believe other kids weren't doing it. I, I'm surprised that no one yet has said this because to me, it seemed like that's just what you do. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Kristen's wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had um, a guest who bought one of the create your own dolls that look like her, but then purchased everything for Samantha. Like she was super interested oh. in Samantha, but had like yeah. a lookalike Samantha happening. So it's interesting to see like how everyone kind of interacted and made American Girl their own. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's funny. I guess I could yeah. do the opposite because I was like, I'm going to get the current clothing for Kirsten. Right. Wait, so let's go back and talk about the girl size clothing because I feel like it was totally my dream to look like my doll. And I only had a matching nightgown from like the girl of today collection that matched my actual doll. But I want to hear from you. What clothing did you have? I had the Molly pajamas. Oh, and- so cute. Yeah, the red and white stripe. Molly pajamas and then the um the culottes that were like the girl today had like these pink pinkish red culottes uh so I had that to match her and then they had also just like clothes clothes like American Girl had lots of clothes that like even the dolls didn't get but they were just for right. us and I had a lot of like I had a blue corduroy jumper that I loved you could layer it with this turtleneck that had leaves on it and that was stunning Ooh. and I bought this summer outfit from them that was like um like a like a red plaid and then it had like you could layer it it had like this sheer layering thing and I remember loving it I'm like I'm gonna bring this to camp but right before summer lent it to my friend Casey again with the girl my friend that made the twister with me and then (laughs) she kept it all summer and so I didn't get to wear that cute gingham like no it was so cute and I honestly it's one of those outfits where I've tried to find a visual of it and I can't yes. find it. So I might just have to get a catalog on eBay or something so I could figure out what this looked like. Cause that's the thing that's so hard for me to find. I could see the catalogs for all the doll stuff, but like where are the clothing catalogs specifically for like all that stuff, you know, the fall collection of 1997. Jeez. It was so beautiful. <laughs> I, I, Oh, I'll never forget it because I remember going to limited two with my sister and she got a bunch of stuff and I was like, Oh, I want to get some stuff. My mom's like, do you know how much we spent on your American girl clothing? And I was like, <laughs> I remember her bending down and whispering the price to me and me being like, <gasps> like in shock. Cause it was like $300. And I was like, I never, I'll never forget that it was 300. And I was like, wow. Oh my God, what you spent? Okay. Yeah. I don't need more clothes. Oh my God. Oh my God. What I would do for a limited two catalog, like I look periodically on eBay for one. Like someone has got to post one on eBay and yeah, I know, they're right? just not in existence. That would find. really bring me back. Catalogs just had such a moment in like the late 90s, early 2000s, where I would look at a catalog 10 times over. Like that Damn. was just like, oh, yeah. the, there was like, there was like a finite, like now we're so oversaturated with like options. And like the thing about yeah. a catalog was like, they were curating a finite amount of things for you to look at. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's all just burned into my brain and especially, <laughs> especially limited to like, oh my God, the hold that had on me. 
Oh, the swimsuits I, I got from them I loved. I also had this beautiful Delia swimsuit that was like, I'll, I'll show you a picture. You'll love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I missed that swimsuit. I'm like, if only I could, if only it had stretched out <laughs> magically, but alas, you know. Oh my God. Honestly. That's so funny. <laughs> so those things oh. were like, God, I wish this just grew with me. I wish like my right. childhood just grew with me. Right. Science behind that, please. <laughs> Truly. I know there's so many outfits I wish I still had. All right. So Chloe, before we started to record here, you shared that you had a pen pal, which we alluded to in your introduction that was facilitated by the American Girl magazine. And for our listeners tuning in, the American Girl magazine had an opportunity for people to receive a pen pal. I believe you would have to self-address an envelope and stamp it and then write on an index card, perhaps a little bit about yourself. And then they would mail it to a random person. And I only know that because I had recently seen a magazine that described the process, but Chloe, from start to finish, do you remember like what that was like for you, who your pen pal was, what you talked about? Like, (laughs) tell us, tell us the details. Uh, they're in my letterbox. I don't know what made me do it in the first place. I don't know what inspired me. I think I just saw it and was like, why not? That sounds interesting. And I remember also American Girl Magazine had like these creative writing submission contests too. Yeah. Like any opportunity to be like, I'm going to submit stuff to this. I would yes. give to the chance. But I, I remember, uh, yeah, so I submitted to that and I got a pen pal. Her name's Stacy Jackson from Jacksonville, Florida, which is crazy because that's where my cousins live. And I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. And her last name's Jackson. <laughs> um, Iconic. <laughs> so I should dig up her old letters and I don't even remember what we were talking about, to be honest, but I have them still so I could. I remember once though, she wrote me on Spice Girls Stationery and she wrote, I'm so embarrassed by this stationery. It's when I was into the Spice Girls last year. And I'm not into them anymore. Uh, I'm just trying to get rid of the stationery, okay? And I, <laughs> I was like, because there was a weird period of time. It's like, it was weird. So Spice Girls, I remember like third, fourth grade, when they came out, you loved them. Then by fifth, sixth grade, people denied ever liking them. It was uncool. And now it's like, we love them. So there was a weird period of time where you weren't allowed to like them. And I was like against that time period. I'm very against that time period. (laughs) Oh my God. I feel like I never let go of my love for the Spice Girls. I couldn't, I couldn't bear to. Oh no. They're geniuses. And their movie is is comedic gold. Spice World. It's so good. Do you know how long you corresponded with Stacey Jackson for? Uh, Probably a couple of years. Wow. I was really into pen pal stuff and I like I had camp friends from camp and we would be pen pals too. So I had yeah. a lot of like correspondences to keep up with. And my I you know, especially in the summer you get a little bored. And I remember just like my the thing I looked forward to was biking to the post office and seeing if I got mail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and I had a lot of pen pals, so I love that. I feel like we were kind of like seeing pen pals as a concept a lot in like movies and TV, like around that time, because I feel like I would see all the time on like TV shows I was watching that like someone had a pen pal and I was like, oh, it'd be so cool if I had a pen pal. And I think I had one like through school for a little while, but it didn't last more than like a school year. But pen pals were like in the lexicon. 
honestly. Do you think kids still have pen pals? Probably not in the same way. Yeah, I feel like they probably, I hate to say that they don't. Because you can just, like, text. I mean, in some ways, like, I think think kids do have more, like, parasocial relationships than Mm -hmm. we did. Because, like, I remember even, like, when I was in college and, like, Tumblr was a big thing. Like, a lot of my friends had friends from Tumblr. And that's almost, like, a more, like more current version of a pen pal so I feel like right it's the sentiment is there it's just like executed differently oh that's That's true true. yeah that's very true I like yeah exactly yeah yeah I have like Facebook friends that I met on live journal who I don't think even realize that we're friends because of live journal (laughs) like I can't imagine they remember yeah. Right. Like, who is this? <laughs> um, oh that's really sweet, though. Chloe, do you remember, like, the magazine used to have those paper dolls that gave, oh, yeah. like, the history? Ugh, that was such a good part of the magazine. Yeah. The, I forgot about that. Yeah. And you could, like, you get one each time. It's very cute. That right. magazine I was great. The magazine was good I literally never tire of looking at them because there's so much yeah they packed that magazine full of content and it was all great like the self-help like area where people would like write in um Mm -hmm. and like other girls would like give advice or like they'd ask for advice I feel like there was so much to unpack there my cousin did a, a product review for them one time she like submitted to do a product review and got to like do a write-up about a hair like some sort of like hair dryer <laughs> I think it was wow an influencer <laughs> yeah right she she was like in on the yeah she got sent products for free that's so funny it is the same thing <laughs> that is really interesting yeah I feel like the content that they created is just so timeless like even looking yeah. at the, the magazine now I'm like this is all like still relevant it doesn't feel dated in any way even the clothes they feature like still mm-hmm. gorgeous like yeah. would still wear exactly me too <laughs> and I love the like the fanfic stories of like the historic characters like they would have different maybe like short stories in each issue it just gives you like a little bit more like a little more taste of the historic characters yeah. that I loved yeah like an additional chapter right give us more American Girl <laughs> <laughs> I never got uh, anything published by them, like story-wise, but I think because like my story, I don't know, maybe this, maybe it's just wasn't good writing for them, but maybe also it's just like my, <laughs> in fourth grade, I was really into gore, like in my stories. <laughs> so it was like, always oh, this grotesque thing would pop up. <laughs> so maybe they just didn't want to publish that, but maybe... <laughs> But I love the idea that they would have, you know. I know, like, but that's I, their loss, honestly. Their <laughs> loss. That would that's have been amazing. Their loss and also ours. It, truly, truly. <laughs> oh my God. I wonder if like, I mean, I would love to come across like anybody who did have their stories published. Cause like, what a high that must've felt like to have that your story so in there. Good. You're like, I was published at age nine by American Girl Magazine. Like, I right? wish I could say that. I, that's yeah. like, my regret in life is not kind of catering to what they wanted. 
<laughs> right you, you weren't you weren't pandering to their audience right <laughs> no i wasn't i was on my own path there you know, i had to play true to my voice so when i was in college i had a girl from cosmo girl magazine reach out to me on facebook asking to interview me about my oh. college like yeah. it was on like a list and they were getting quotes from people. And I went to University of Vermont, UVM, and she scheduled like a phone call with me and wanted to hear what I thought was unique about my school. And I think I was like maybe like early sophomore year where I was just like in full like sorority party mode. And what I had said to her was just so generic. Like she asked me questions like what I love to do on the weekends and like whatever I said, I like hung up the phone with her and I was like, I'm not getting published. And so I like immediately wrote her on Facebook and I was like, actually, this is unique about the school. And I like wrote out every year there's like a Mardi Gras-esque type event. So I shared more info on that and it won her over. And I, that was like my first time being published in quotes but it was in Cosmo Girl and I was like that feeling of like yes like that's what they wanted I knew I was wrong I had to course correct (laughs) they don't care about brunching yeah Yeah. I'm like yeah like that's not what they want they don't care that I go to brunch with my friends on the weekends like they want to hear the unique aspect. So you were doing PR (laughs) (laughs) babies for a soundbite (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Well, speaking of storytelling, I feel like we should get into the books a little bit. So Chloe, what was your experience with the American Girl books? Did you have a certain franchise you gravitated towards? Did you read a smattering of them? What was your experience like? I read up on all of them. And do I remember anything from those books? Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> We're going to see during our memory test. <laughs> it's, it's something about like, I'm like, oh, I love reading. But there's something about reading where it's like, poof, the memories of that book are gone. You know what I mean? And then, but I, the only reason I remember what, but one like kind of side characters, because I had uh, my friend's dad used to call me Miss Manderley. Uh, <laughs> what? Which was, Why? Which which I believe was oh. the teacher in the yes. right? Yeah. So he always called me Miss Manderly because I was like, so I was a little bit proper. Like I'd come over and be like, oh, hello. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> no tofu for me, please. Stop and it. he's like, oh, Miss Manderly's here. Because I, oh I don't know. I, was like, I could be a little bit proper around adults because I was like, that's just how I dealt with them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, mean, I, I mean, like adults, but. It's funny that the dad jumped to Miss Manderly if he read the books and not just call you Annabelle Cole, who was the proper sister to Felicity's bestie, Elizabeth. Like, he just full-on called you Miss Manderly. I love that the dad was like, I'm going to reference Felicity. Like, you know, these characters. That is (laughs) so funny. That's that's the only reason I, and I I don't really, yeah, I don't really, I remember Addie in her book had ice cream. That's something I remember. She had ice cream and it was special. Hmm. That's something that also pops out as a memory from the books. Yeah, I feel like it's like the books, the stories were really well done, I think, like overall, as far as like kids books go. And I've really had like a hankering to revisit them. Yeah, I feel like you read them in like a day, like that would take. Oh, yeah. 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 
I've had, I have a couple from childhood that I've brought back to New York with me and they're like 60 pages, super big font. You could definitely read them as like a, before bed and complete the full book. But I did hear, we had a past guest on who recently was able to listen to them. I don't know if they have the text version as well, but she was listening to them via the Libby app, the library app. Yeah, which is, I think, nationwide for mm-hmm. public libraries. So definitely going to look into that a bit more as well. I would love to revisit several of the series. Yeah, I think next time I visit my parents, I'll just catch up because they yeah. have them. They kept them right? for me. Yeah. Do you remember the section, like, the peek into the past? Yes. Yeah. That was Where they so kind of give you, good. like, a little bit of, like, this is the real deal, girls. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could sometimes sometimes be cool, sometimes be a little depressing. Honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My parents, when I was visiting them recently, they had the books. I saw them on the bookshelf. And then on top of them were the plays. And I was like, yes. oh, yes, the plays. And it comes with like a poster and all that stuff. Yes. What fun. plays did you have? We had, um, what was it, a Molly play? Again. <laughs> there's, like a, there's something going on with the household in Molly, but we got the play. The, the play. Ask your mom next time you see her. Just be like, what did I you have against it. Molly McIntyre? Yeah, what's the deal? You don't like the 40s? Um, <laughs> you don't like glasses? <laughs> yeah, and what's so crazy is my sister Molly sincerely had the same glasses. The same around. <laughs> I had glasses growing up for context and I, I was not into Molly at all for whatever reason. And like, I was chatting with my mom a couple months ago about this. Cause I was like, why did I choose Felicity? And she was like, I don't know. I always wanted you to have Molly because you also had glasses and you just oh. did not want her. Oh, I love no. her glasses. They're so cute. They're honestly they so cute though. Them. They are adorable. Like we, we saw all of the historic girls in person at the AG cafe a couple months ago and the glasses were so cute. They're cute and unique. And like, she, she stands out a little bit from the others with those glasses for sure. Right. Like you wouldn't be giving Felicity glasses. Like it wouldn't be historically accurate. Right. Right. No, you couldn't do that. What did people wear in the 1700s with poor eyesight? I think like they had glasses, but I I feel like they were only for like men not to be like, yeah, I would have been fucked. (laughs) I I I can't see anything. Me either. Bad eyesight. Honestly. What did people like even need to see though during that time? (laughs) They died before they had to see anything. (laughs) I mean, honestly, honestly. Chloe, let's wrap the question portion up a little bit. And this is a question that we ask all of our guests. And that is, what lasting impression did American Girl leave on you? I think for me, it ties into like what I like everything, which is the make believe of it all. And the lasting impression is just like how much I love storytelling. And that's like the realization is like, all I want to do is tell stories. And American Girl was all about that in every aspect to me of like when you're playing with the doll you're doing a story when you're reading their what they wrote it's a story the the literature of the magazine just like the whole fantasy of all the worlds it's like to me it's just it I think I was so interested in it for that reason and just like being truthful to myself of like oh I just love storytelling that's a beautiful answer. And as a writer and actor in your professional life, it seems like that has just carried with you 
Yes. Yeah, I feel like American Girl was really, like, unique and set itself apart from, like, Barbie and other things, like, we would have been playing with at a young age and that the stories were, like, so well thought out, but, like, still left enough room for you to, like, embellish and, like, have some creativity. So it was, like, a nice, like, thought starter, if you will, for, like, creative play and, like, a really good intro to history, too. Yes, definitely. Well, shall we get into games? Games, yes. Let's see how it (laughs) Oh! (laughs) All right, we're going to play a little game of word association, kind of a memory test to see how well you remember the friends and family of the historic girls in the AG world. So we are doing the core members here, the original six, as some would say, Felicity, Kirsten, Addie, Josefina, Samantha, and Molly. And I'm going to read names to you. And you have about three seconds to match them up to their historic dolls. And you could just say what doll it is. You don't have to go into an explanation about who this person is. Just the corresponding name is fine of the doll. And this is going to be really quick pace, rapid fire. So if you don't know someone, just say skip. And we'll see how many you remember. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Gardner Edwards. Um, uh, Felicity. Annabelle Cole. Felicity. Auntie Lula. Kirsten. Emily Bennett. Uh, Felicity. (laughs) Mariana. Samantha. This one you are going to get. Miss Manderley. <laughs> Felicity? <laughs> I'm just saying Felicity so many times. It's impossible this many times. Okay. Felicity. Imagine if these were all Felicity but one. <laughs> like yeah, all, right. all 20 of them. Oh, my God. Stinging bird. Oh, gosh. Kirsten? Uh-huh. Grand Mary. That seems like also Felicity. <laughs> <laughs> Harriet Davis. Uh, I mean, that's also, that seems like Felicity. <laughs> Agatha Pitt. <laughs> that's gonna be probably Felicity. <laughs> Jiggy Nye. I know that's Felicity. Parasita. Parasita. I mean, gosh, Felicity? I swear <laughs> these are all Felicity characters, though. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna get this right. Gladys Guilford. Okay, that's probably more like Samantha. Lars Larson. Oh, that is Kirsten. Marta. Oh, God. Who is Marta? Oh, Josefina? Mrs. Ford. Oh. Also Josefina. <laughs> Allison Hargate. Oh, wait, that's a Molly. Wait, can I go back? Back Is that a Molly? Okay. Which one? No. Alli- oh, Mrs. That, that Ford Molly. is not a Molly, but. Oh, shoot. Okay, sorry. Allison Hargate. Yeah, Molly. Molly, yeah. All right. And then Magdalena. Magdalena. Uh, Josefina? Yes. You're un- you ended really wow. strong. So Man, some- I really panicked because they all sounded like Felicity characters. Sincerely, like, I don't know why. I think um, there's some crossover in, like, the nature of, like, the Felicity and Samantha character names, for sure. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So some highlights here grand mary is samantha's grandmother who 
at this point, we've learned that her actual name is Mary and she goes by Grand Mary as her grandma name, which is unique. I know that coming up with your grandparent name is uh, something that people don't take lightly. And <laughs> yeah. she she went for it. I've never met anyone with a grandparent who has a name even close to Grand Mary. Okay, so final game, Chloe. I'm just going to name two of your celebrities that you designated as your favorite celebrities. Um, and you're going to tell us who you think they would have for dolls. Okay. So the celebrities yeah. I've chosen from your list, which was expansive, are Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Oh, who would they have? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like Mary-Kate would have Molly. I feel like that checks out. Yeah, I feel like Ashley would have Felicity. Ooh. I feel like that checks out too. Or I... Kirsten. Ooh, maybe we should have both. <laughs> you know what's funny is like, I'm looking at my bookshelf. I have Mary Kate and Ashley dolls sitting next to my American Girl mini dolls. It's like, they're all there uh, for this question. But yeah, that's what I would say. I would say. I feel like that checks out, especially because like, I feel like you nailed the dichotomy of Mary-Kate and Ashley, which is that, like, yeah. in the beginning, like, Mary-Kate was always, like, a little more sporty, and Ashley was, like, always a little more, like, feminine, and I feel like that translates really well to Molly, because Molly was a little bit more, like, of a tomboy, like, a little more yeah. scrappy, and, like, Felicity and Kirsten, I feel like, are girly girls. Indeed. Those are perfect answers and explanations. All right, Chloe, this was so much fun chatting with you today. Thank you so much for joining us here on AGW. And yes. please let everyone know where they could find you. On the Instagram, if you want to find me there, it's at Chloish, C-H-L-O-I-S-H. Where else can you find me? I mean, that's kind of it. You know, I'm around town. I walk around sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I I'm on the internet. Uh, my myspace is like not there anymore so uh but that's about it yeah find <laughs> my live journal here yeah, exactly oh my I gosh i have a pinterest you know if anyone wants to see my pinterest <laughs> maybe they do oh my gosh well this was so fun chloe thank you so much for coming on Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.